Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary Revival Labels through God's servant Chide Bele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvarywayonline.org or our Facebook and Telegram pages at Calvary Way Revival Labels. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. heaven tells of his love in the book he has given wonderful things in the bible i see this is the dearest that jesus loves me though i forget him and wander away still he doth love me wherever i stray back to his dear loving arms do i flee when i remember that jesus loves me oh if there is only one song I can sing When in his beauty I see the great king This shall be my song in eternity be Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me Jesus loves me And I know I love him Love brought him down My poor soul to redeem Yes, it was love made him die on the tree Oh, I am certain that Jesus loves me. If one should ask me, how can I tell? Glory to Jesus, I know very well. God's Holy Spirit with mine doth agree, constantly witnessing. Jesus loves me. In this assurance I found sweetest rest. Trusting in Jesus, I know I am blessed. Set and dismayed from my soul now doth flee. When I just tell him that Jesus loves me. Everlasting Father, tonight we are standing on the point that you love us so much that you gave us your only begotten son, our souls to redeem. Thank you for such a love. What can we render unto you for such a love in return? Father, we say, take our heart, take our life, and let it be consecrated unto you. This night, we ask for light that is coming from you unto our heart to unveil the love of the Father unto us, to show us your love and grant us a depth of understanding of it. 
May your spirit, the Holy Ghost, envelop our spirits and grant us understanding that is beyond ordinary concerning the divine love that you have showered on us and you have kept showering on us. Thank you, Father, because we know you have heard our prayers and you have answered them. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. You're welcome to the moment of encounter tonight. We are looking at understanding divine love. Please turn your Bibles quickly to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. The book of Ephesians chapter 3. I would like to read from verse 14 down to verse 21. Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the sense what is the breadth and the length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. This is a passionate prayer prayed by Brother Paul when he was writing to the Ephesian church. And there are three major prayer points he prayed for their spiritual growth. He said, for this cause, for this prayer point, for these reasons, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I bow to pray and to cry unto him that he will do three things for you people so that you will grow spiritually. And it was amazing that when he finished the prayer, he said, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. What are those prayer points? Number one, he prayed that they will be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Strengthening of the inner man is the first prayer point. The second prayer point, that Christ may dwell in their heart by faith. And then the third prayer point, which is the longest, he said, that ye be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the sense what is the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. So that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. We are going to be looking at that third prayer point this 
evening. And for clarity and better understanding, I would like us to read it, that uh, third part of the prayer, from the book, from uh, about two or three versions of the Bible. Let's start with the Living Bible. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. That's where this, the third part started and ended in verse 19. Living Bible said, May your roots, that is 17b now, may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you be able to feel and understand as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high his love really is. And to experience this love for yourselves. Though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And so at last, you will be filled up with God himself. Eh? Your root should go deep down into the soil of God's marvelous love. And when that happens, you will now have the ability, you will have the capacity to feel and understand the dimensions of God's love. The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. Check it in um, Good News Translation. Good News Translation said, I pray that you may have your roots and foundation in love. So that you, together with all God's people, may have the power to understand how broad and long, how high and deep is Christ's love. Verse 19. Yes, may you come to know this love, although it can never be fully known. And so be completely filled with the very nature of God. Power to understand how wide and long, how high and deep is Christ's love. Power to understand. When are you going to have this power to understand? You will have the power to understand when your roots and your foundation is in love. Understanding God's love. We are not talking about human love. Natural love. The world are thinking about love and talking about love. But that's not the love we are talking about. We are talking about the love of God. And for any man to be able to understand this love, there is a power to understand it. There is a, an ability to understand it. Are you following me? If Look at King James. King James says that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able 
to comprehend. So if you are not rooted and grounded in love, you will not be able to comprehend, to understand the love of God. Because the love of God in its dimension is so great for any man to be able to understand the height of God's love the depths of God's love the width and the length one thing must be settled in his life he must be rooted and grounded in love in other words the understanding we are talking about is not just a head understanding because if we describe the love of God anybody can say yes I can understand it if you describe the love of God to somebody who is not in the love of God he may tell you, I will understand it. But he doesn't yet have the power. Because the love of God is a passionate feeling. An emotion, just like, you know, every other emotion. For you to be able to understand, let me use an example. If, if some, somebody has never gotten hungry before, I don't think there is anybody like that. But as you mean that you have not gotten hungry before. You know, hunger is a feeling. And then somebody is describing for you how people that are hungry feel. You will understand what he's saying, isn't it? But you, will you really fully understand that? No. You will not. Until you feel the same thing. Are you following me? The same thing. If, like now you, we don't like to be a father of children, biological father, one day. <laughs> now, if I begin to describe to you now the love a father has for his biological children, Will you understand that? I'll just tell you that the father loves his children and all of that. You won't be able to comprehend what I'm talking about until the day you will become a father and you will look at a baby and it is your baby and maybe it resembles you. That's when you will be able to understand the love that a father has for his biological child. So anything feeling, anything emotion, even test. Eh? If you have not tested honey before, and somebody is describing to you how honey is testing, the highest word they can tell you is that honey is sweet. But do you know how sweet can he? He may describe it, but you may not be able to. But if you have tested honey and somebody say, do you know how honey is? 
you will already remember because you have experienced it. For you to understand a feeling or a test, you must experience it. So when we are talking about understanding God's love, you cannot understand divine love if you have not experienced divine love. People that have not experienced divine love we find it most difficult to understand it. And the truth is that the more you experience divine love, the more you will understand it. That is the extent of your experience of the love of God is the extent of your understanding of it. We are going to look at two things quickly. Before we start looking at how do we experience the love of God, which is what leads to the understanding of it. Let's look at the need for us to understand the love of God. And then the dimensions of the love of God. What is the need for us to understand divine love? Please turn your Bible. There is a, a scripture that we are going to read. That is Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 5. If you are there, read it with me. Want to go. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. And the Lord do what? Direct your hearts into the love of God. Brother Paul is praying a prayer for the Thessalonian people. And the prayer is that the Lord will direct their hearts into the love of God. Remember that in the same second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3 he acknowledged that these brethren are already growing in the love of God. Verse 3 said, chapter 1 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren. As it meets, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all towards each other abounded. They are growing in love. Yes, he came to chapter 3, verse 5, and prayed. That the Lord will direct their hearts into the love of God. Look at that in Good News Translation. Good News Translation of 2 Thessalonians 3 5 said, May the Lord lead you into a greater understanding of God's love and the endurance that is given by Christ. 
May the Lord is a prayer that is praying for these believers. I don't know whether you have prayed that prayer before for yourself. But there is a reason. You know, Brother Paul cannot be praying a meaningless prayer. There is something he has seen about greater understanding of the love of God that he began to pray and say, Lord, lead these brethren into a greater understanding of the love of God. Look at it in the Living Bible. The Living Bible said, May the Lord bring you into an ever deeper understanding of the love of God. May the Lord bring you into an ever, ever increasing in depth of understanding of God's love. There is a reason why this prayer came up. Because when a man is growing in understanding of God's love, something follows it. Greater understanding of the love of God according to verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 3. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. That first passage we read. You will see what or where greater love of greater understanding or comprehension of God's love leads to. Verse 19 said, and to know, that know is to experience. To experience the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Look at it. You are grounded and rooted in love so that you will be able to understand the dimensions of the love of God. And as you are understanding the dimension of the love of God, you are experiencing more of that love. The more you understand it, the more you experience it. And as you are experiencing it, what it will lead to is, he said, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. I want to ask a question. Is it possible for a human being like me, like you, to be filled with the fullness of God? Or maybe I should start by asking, do you know what the fullness of God is? Fullness of God. Do you know what the fullness of Yahweh is? God in his fullness. When we talk about the fullness of God, we are referring to the fullness of his power. Fullness of his wisdom. Fullness of his love. Fullness of his authority. Of his grace. Of his anointing. That's where we are going. The understanding of God's love will lead you to the experience of the same love. And as you keep growing in deeper understanding, 
you keep on experiencing the same love. And what will ever happen at the end of the day is the expression of the fullness of God. When you want to understand what the expression of the fullness of God is, you need to look at the man, Jesus Christ. What did I call him? The man. Do you understand what I mean? When he was the man. And in those three years that he was ministering, it was on record. You know, nothing was said, or not so much was said about the 30 years. Not so much. It's not as if he's not worthy of record. He's worthy. Because the fullness of God was manifesting in those 30 years. That was why even before he, he preached his first sermon, God spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. At his baptism, he has not preached. He has not done any work of the ministry. God said, The way he has lived, I'm okay. The fullness of God's wisdom We make you, you can't be talking and be making mistakes. People will not come and, you know, deceive you. And you are, when they have left, you say, Ah, I didn't know that that's where they are going. Have you not read about Jesus? That before you come, he has already know what you have in mind. Somebody say, fullness of God. And when you are talking, with all boldness. Ha! You know, I came across a verse recently that touched me. Acts 4, 13. The Bible said, they took, they took knowledge of Peter and John that they have been with Jesus. And the Holy Ghost asked me, what did they see? They saw their boldness. Those men, they knew the man of Nazareth as what? A fearless, bold man. When he's talking, he's talking with all authority. Fullness of God. He doesn't check him out. Eh? You cannot withstand the wisdom. You know, one day they came and they said when he was, you know, chasing away the money changers and overthrowing their table, they gathered themselves around him and they said, the Bible said they confronted him and said, by what authority are you doing what you are doing? And who gave you the authority? Two questions in one. And the man said, I will ask you my own question. You know, you can't intimidate him. So bold. I have my own question. It's not only you people that know how to answer, ask questions. And when you answer me my own, then I will answer you your own. Because I'm not owing you. Eh? I'm not under obligation to even answer your own. But let me give you my own to, to answer first. The baptism of John, did it come from God or from man? And they said, this man has come again. They said, sir, give us some time. Let us have some emergency meeting. So they withdrew and had the emergency meeting. If we say that it is from God, he will ask us, you people were in the wilderness. Why didn't you get baptized? Why didn't you enter the line of baptism? You are there to criticize. You are there to watch. Because your customers in the temple are no longer there. Everybody's in the wilderness. 
And then they say, if we say it is from man, these people, despite the fact that we are their rulers and their teachers, they will stone us to death. Now we know it. It's not a because it's going to be a blasphemy. So please let us just tell him that we don't know. So they came to Jesus and say, We don't know. And Jesus said, Neither will I also answer my own. Since you couldn't answer your own. Very bold man. One day the Herodians, disciples of Herod, they sent some people with the disciples of the Pharisee. And they said, they brought a coin. No, they said, you, we know you are, you are a man of God. And when you are speaking the truth, you don't look at anybody's face. You speak fearlessly. Tell us, should we pay tax to Caesar or not? You know, they want to catch him. Because if he, he say, pay tax to Caesar, they will say, you and your disciples are under arrest. I think they came with some policemen, hidden somewhere. If we say, do not pay tax, Okay, if we say do not pay tax, then Herod and Caesar, uh, um, Pilate will hear it that day. <laughs> the fullness of God manifested. He said, let me have a coin. Whose signature and image is on this coin? They say it's Caesar's. Oh yeah. Take to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. When you see anything with God's image, that one belongs to God. Take it to God. They just left. There is no question you will bring to him that he will not answer. And when he finished answering, you that ask the question will go out with confusion. Except, especially when you come with a heart to deceive or to entangle him. Fullness of God's wisdom. You know, some of us. I hear you say, ah, I didn't know that that man came to deceive me. How will you know? You have the fullness of God. You won't know anything. When they finish deceiving you, you now remember, say, ah, how foolish I am. Look at what I did. I was, I was busy opening everything to them. Answering every question. I didn't know where they are going. When they have collected every information. As you are coming, he has already seen you. Fullness of God. That you may be filled. Understanding divine love leads to experiencing divine love. Experiencing divine love leads to the fullness of God in a man. In a man. Not in an angel. It was the fullness of God's power that was at work in Peter. And please can I tell you that if Peter is to be in our generation. Eh? If he is to pass through the streets, people will only be asking, where will his shadow be at that time? People deliberately go to check Peter's traveling schedule to know when he is going to go out. And then they will cross-check where the shadow should be. Some of us will lay hands on the sick after praying. The sick will get worse. Peter will not lay hands. 
child alone. Somebody say fullness of God. Somebody was dead for four days. Four days. Buried. And a man, the man Jesus Christ, came and called the person out. Lazarus, come out. And if you think it is only Jesus that did that, Peter is not the son of God. Though. He's not the only begotten son of God. He has a very terrible past. Denying Christ three times, even after being with him. But a time came when he began to experience the fullness of God. When he was facing Tabitha Dockers, he said, Tabitha, Tabi, arise. Just rise up. And he that she that was dead opened her eyes. Fullness of God's power is lacking in our time. Because many of us that are supposed to be experiencing and expressing it we don't know the road to it one of the reasons why you must strive to understand God's love is because by understanding divine love you will begin to experience the same and by experiencing the same you will begin to experience and express the fullness of God. Please take note that Peter did not arrange shadow healing. Shadow healing minister. Are, are you following me? It was a discovery. You know what I mean? Peter was walking on the road. And suddenly, the madman that he passed got, well, ah, it was like a mistake on the first day. The second day, he passed through a road where there was a cripple begging. You know, when he started, do you remember when he started? When he started, if he want to raise a cripple man, he will hold the cripple and lift the cripple up and say, I'm talking to you in Jesus' name, walk before strength will come. But, at that level, when the fullness was manifesting, he discovered that he passed through a road where there was two crippled people begging. And two of them stood up and started walking. That was when, you know, as the thing was occurring, that was when they noticed that God has left Peter's body and entered his shadows. Eh? For Jesus, they said, if only you can touch the hem of his garment, hem. That's all. Won't you like that kind of thing? That's one reason why we must. Because that's the word of God. Paul was praying for these people. His major prayer point is the fullness of God. But there are things that will lead to it. And one of them is understanding understanding the dimensions of God's love 
which will lead you to experiencing it. Amen. What is the dimensions of God's love? We are talking about the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. You need to know first of all that God is love. Eh? Maybe we should read First John chapter four. First John chapter four, verse seven said, "Beloved, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God." For God is love. Please, when the Bible is talking, the Bible already know that or assume that you know that he's talking about divine love. Eh? The love that is we, we read about now is not the same thing with the love that unbelievers are singing about and talking about. He's talking about divine love. Love of God. Let us love one another with the love of God because love is from God. Eh? And everyone that loves, if you are to have this love of God, you are born of God. And you know God. He that does not have this love does not know God. Why? For God is love. Then verse 16 said, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. We have known, we have, we have understood and experienced and believed the love that God has for us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. God is love. That's one thing you must note about divine love. Divine love is God. Eh? The love of God is God Himself. God is love. Take very careful note of that. As we now look at what is the breadth, the breadth of God's love. I hope you are you are following me. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 talked about the four dimensions of God's love. He said that we will comprehend. That we will have the power to understand eh? the breadth, the length, depth, and height. So let's start with the breadth. The breadth of God's love is talking about the extent of the love of God to all men. Somebody say all men. All men is so broad that it encloses every man in all ages, in all nations, in all ranks of men. Whether you are a child or you are an adult or you are a youth, the love of God encompasses. The love of God encloses it, it extends to every man. No matter your belief. 
no matter your religion, religion, including those that say, I don't believe that there is God. The love of God is still what? Is covering them. Is, is, they are still under the love of God. It's so broad. That's the breadth of the love of God. You know, in John 3, 16, do you know that popular verse? What did he say? For God so loved the world. What, what does he mean by the world? Every man in the world. And that love that he has for every man in the world, he manifested it by giving his only begotten son. What a love. Only begotten son. Sacrificed out of love. It's not a love that talks. It's a love that gives. Now look at it. The world that God loved, God did not wait for the world to love him first before he loved. And the love was so much. He said, so love the world. So is referring to the decree of the love that he gave his only begotten son. And to show you that the love encloses and encompasses all men, he said, so that whosoever what is the meaning of whosoever? Anybody at all. Any human being that believes in him will benefit from that love. Because the love has been released unto everybody. Whosoever is a love that is so broad. You know, little we, little we that say we are born of God. Sometimes you see Somebody who is maybe is not in the same religious belief with you. He believes something that is so, you know, controversial. And he's saying it just by opposing you in argument and, you know, defeating you, so to say. You see yourself, your heart will grow cold towards that person. Do you know that as your heart is growing cold towards that person, God's love is very warming, ready to welcome him. If he will ever believe are you getting that? No matter your religion, it is this love that extends even to his enemies. You remember that Jesus was telling us, love your enemies. Please, may it be known to you. If I will talk like my master Jesus, I will say at this point, truly, truly, I say unto you, human natural love cannot love an enemy. Impossible. When Jesus was saying, love your enemies, do you know what it means? That somebody is planning evil against you and he meant it. And he's not just, you know, he's executing it. And you are to love him. If not the love that Stephen has for the enemies that we are killing him, Will he be able to pray for them? Will he be able to forgive them and say, God, my own is no problem. I have forgiven them. Please, do not lay this sin against them. The reason why so many of us, 
is so difficult. Eh? You know, sometimes it happens, even among brethren. Somebody did something bad to you, gossiped with your name, or, you know, back, backbite you, or that kind of thing. Your heart will just grow bitter towards that person. He didn't kill you, he just did one kind of evil towards you. Then, when you see the person, you are not happy. Even when you are sharing grace, it's at feature smile. In your heart, you are not happy. So short sighted the human love you have. Because if it is divine love, no, 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 no. It encloses, it encompasses all men, including the enemies. So broad. Eh? That's what the apostle was praying. That you will you will have the power when you have experienced it. You will have the power to do what? To understand how broad. Listen. Understanding is the rule of life. What you don't understand, you will misunderstand. Eh? Understanding has to do with having an under where you are standing. When you miss that under, you have entered into what? Misunderstanding. You will now see yourself standing in opposite direction. That is opposition. So, the bread, the bread, the wheat of God's love. You know, <laughs> the prodigal son's brother cannot understand. It's so hard for him. How this boy will squander half of my father's properties and came back and the father did not blame him. I don't know whether you have read that passage before. The man did not even ask him, "Eh, why did you do what you do? Eh? The boy was still trying to say, I will say, I have sinned against heaven and before you. He said, I don't want to hear that. Please bring the fatted cow. Okay, let us start celebration immediately. A grand welcome. Let the music people start. We all of us must dance today. And everybody, you know, they began to dance. They dressed the boy. They are celebrating the boy. A squanderer. A, they lost. Gone. You see, when Jesus was telling that story, he was trying to describe the wits of the Father's love. Eh? If you don't understand it, you will be in trouble. Because even when God wants to express his fullness through you, you know Jesus now, that harlots came to where he is. There was a particular known harlot that came to him in the house of Simon in Luke chapter 7. Was crying at his feet, was kissing his feet, was, you know, and Simon was murmuring in his heart. Does this man, he, I think they say he's a prophet. He should have known how terrible this harlot was. Eh? He allowed, he allowed her to be touching him, a holy man. Kai! Simon was just troubled. And then Jesus, knowing what he was thinking in his heart, turned and said, Simon, I want to ask you a question. He began. And he ended the story by telling him that this woman was forgiven 
much. That's why she's showing much love. His hand are so wide to receive anybody. Tax collector was known as a sinner. The Bible says when he turned to enter um, Zacchaeus' house, the whole multitude of people murmured, saying he has gone to be in the house of a sinner. Have you seen where sinners are calling their fellow sinner a sinner? Eh? He said, we, are, we know we are sinners, but this one, his own is, he has gone beyond. Such a terrible sinner. The love of Jesus is so broad to say, Zacchaeus, my love has covered you today. Come down. I must be in your house. So wide. Our heart must, must understand this love. Because that's when you will experience it. It's a love that encompasses everyone. Now, if you look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, where Jesus was saying, love your enemies. Then he came to verse um, verse 45. In verse 44, he was telling them, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. As they are cursing you, be blessing them. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. Don't pray against them. Only divine love will make you to do this. Only divine love is broad enough to extend to the people that are persecuting you and you will have the heart to pray for them. Ah, you know there's a way somebody will be praying and say, Lord, I don't know, this man is is really dealing with me. You say I should pray for him, so I just want to pray for him so that it will be on record that I have obeyed you. I'm praying for him. That is not the prayer. This one is not coming from the heart. You can't fake it. If it's not in your heart, if you are still pained, how can you pray with pain? Your heart is pained by what the man did. It's not possible to pray for him. Now you know in verse 45 say the reason why I'm telling you this the reason why I'm asking you love your enemies is because it's only when you have that kind of love that you will be the children of your father which is in heaven becoming a child of God is not by singing I am a child of God I am a child of God whether devil like it or not I am a child of God. Have you had that kind of song before? Believe it or not, I am born again. That one concerns you, whether you want to believe or not. It's not by claiming or singing. What makes you a child of God is the love of God. Write it down. What makes you a child of God is that the love of God is inside your heart. Full stop. If this divine love that can freely love an enemy, freely do good to those that hate you, and you know, pray for those that despitefully use you. Hey, look at that word. Despitefully use you. They are using you. 
not just normal use, but what? Despitefully. And you are to pray for them. He said, so that you will be. That is what makes God, God, divine love. That is why you say, God is love. God is that love. <laughs> you know, First John 3 says something like that. Is it, look at First John 3. Hold Matthew 5. We are yet to finish up with it. But look at First John chapter 3. Verse 14 said, We know, we know that we have passed from death unto life. Why? Because we love the brethren. That's how we know. That's how we know that we are born again. That's why how we know that we are children of God. Go back to that Matthew 5. Eh? Is when you have this kind of love, you will now be able to be called a child of God. Why? For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Eh? When God is to send his rain, his rain will fall on the, the land of the man that said there is no God. I hope you know there are so many people that say that. If it is you and somebody says there is no God, if there is God, let him do his worst. I'm here. Do you know that God will leave them and they will leave? Get married and he will give them children. Protect their wife during pregnancy and they will deliver safely without prayer. Because they, know, they can't pray to God. There is no God for them. He will give them rain. Give them sunshine. And they will live 70 years, sometimes 80 years. What kind of love is this? So broad. Somebody says so broad. That is the love that makes you a child of God. In that your place of work, that person that is against you, for whatever reason, if you are a child of God, that love must not As a proof as a student wherever you find yourself that is what will make you to be called a child of God that's the bread that's what we want to understand because it's only by understanding it that you can experience it and it's only by experiencing it that you can understand it I don't know whether you saw when we are describing that Understanding leads to experience. Experience leads to understanding. That's how they keep working. And you see yourself growing in it until you get to the fullness. So for if you love them that love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what are you doing more than sinners? Be you therefore perfect, even as your heavenly father is what? Love is the bond of perfection. You remember Colossians chapter 3 verse uh, 15 said put on love which is what? The bond the bond of perfection Colossians 3 
verse 14 years. Above all, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Be you perfect. What is it that will bring perfection in my life? Is Christian perfection possible? Yes. How? Divine love. Let's go to the length of God's love. What is the length of God's love? It means that God's love continues from everlasting to everlasting. That's how long it is. It stretches over all years. As he reaches those that lived before us and died, that's how it is now. It's unchanging as time passes. The length of God's love is the length of eternity. From eternity to eternity, that's the length. Eh? The first man was Adam. One of the best ways God showered love on Adam. Apart from Garden of Eden, putting him in Garden of Eden and all of that, you know, giving him food, giving him wife and all of that, was when Adam sinned against God. After giving them the regular punishment, he came back and sold cloth. The Bible says in verse 21 of Genesis 3, God made cloth for Adam and for his wife. What did he use to make cloth? Skin of goat. He collected the goat in heaven, isn't it? In heaven. Eh? There are goats in heaven or where? No! He came down, killed goats, killed sheep, sheep killed animals. If you are to buy cloth, okay, you are not a father. If a father is to buy cloth for his child, will he buy only one cloth for one, one child? He made cloths for Adam and for his wife. He clothed them. He supplied clothes. He took time to kill animals. And after killing them, he dried. I don't know how he did that. But at the end of the day, he became a teller. He sealed them together. And I don't know the kind of uh, perfume he used, you know, to make them so that they will not be smelling. Are, are you getting me? It was a, a, a full-fledged a full work. After doing that, he presented it. You know, it's a spirit. He kept it somewhere. And Adam and his wife came and met clothes. So, that's how they were covered. The next thing he did for Adam in that generation was, the Bible said, he chased them out of the garden. That, that was as a result of love. Then, he provided a cherubim and a flaming sword that will be turning in every direction to protect and you know keep them away from entering into the garden again. You know why he was doing that? So that they will not eat the tree of life 
and live forever in a condemned state. If they have eaten the tree of life, after eating the tree of knowledge and, and good, salvation will not be possible again. Man will be like Satan. You know, Satan cannot be saved. That's why he's a, he's, he's a jealous. He's jealous of us because he cannot repent and get saved. Man would have other man would have been like that. So he, he be immediately out of love began to plan for Adam's redemption and his seed from generation to generation. The length of God's love. The same love that he showed Abraham. The same love he showed Elijah, Enoch. The same love he showed to Peter, James, John, Paul. You remember Paul? Paul was a killer. A broad day witch. Which is operating the night. He operates in the day. But he, you know, I don't know whether to use the word arrest. And, you know, Paul was like, he was speaking in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13, 14. He said, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm deadly. I'm injurious. But look at how love found me. How mercy found me. Amen. So the love of God extends. And that's what the Bible also means when the Bible says, Love suffers long. Love what? He has no end. That was why Jesus opened his mouth and said to the disciples, When Peter said, How often will my brother sin? And I will say, I have forgiven you enough, no more forgiveness. Jesus said, In a day, if your brother sinned against you 70 times 7, what is the number? 490, 490 times in a day, in 24 hours. One person, not two. Because you start counting how many people now that's it. No, one person. If it happened that, then you can stop. That is to say that the love is endless. Eh? You just, you are just like a, a tree that is ready for people to come and take firewood from it. So you are just there. Anybody that comes to do what? Collect your own firewood from me. Endless. You forgive, no complaint. Love suffers long. The length of love eh, will make you to do what? To suffer injustice long. Suffer, you know, whatever that is coming upon you. That's patience. That's why God is ever patient with you. You know, sometimes we think that the people that are committing sin, he should have. Why will he be? Why will he allow them? The reason why God does not kill sinners so, or allow sinners to die is because he's being patient. He believed that maybe he will have a return and turn to me. And then I will have mercy upon him. Do you know that he will keep giving people opportunity until the end of their life? 
if you think that it's only at the point that Judas was about to betray Christ that Jesus spoke to him, tried to, you know, personally warn him and correct him of stealing, you'll be making mistake. Severally, out of love, he must have called him and said, look at what you are doing. It's not correct. Stop it. But he will not. He will not listen. And even at the dying minute, now, you know, some people think that Judas is destined to do that. It's not true. If Judas is destined to do that, listen, that's what we call negative prophecy. Negative prophecy is when it is released, then anybody that makes himself available to the devil, to the flesh, will become the person that will fulfill it. The prophecy that Jesus gave even that night is one of you. Did he call them? And he began to give warning. If Judas, if Jesus wanted Judas to not, um, if Jesus wanted Judas to do that so that he will, he will perish, he will not be giving those warnings. If you know that I am Jesus and that whatever I say is true and you know me, you believe it. And I say that this place you want to go, it is better you are not born at all than for you to do it. Will you go ahead and do it? So he was showing Judas love. Eh? Even when Judas came to betray him with a kiss, what did he tell him? Friend, you are betraying the son of man with a kiss. Friend, is he really a friend? What did he call him? If it's you, we call him a witch. friend so long so long patient patiently waiting that is what we make somebody look at look at you now somebody that you have spent time to train you know some years ago i i handed over a leadership to someone I spent time to train the person and then impact everything I know on the person, made myself available, opened my my house to him and gives him everything, money and all of that. And then hoping that he's going to succeed me in that tenured leadership in the church as a youth leader. And to my greatest surprise, when I handed over to him, the youth leadership. It wasn't long. The same person turned against me and began to tell the church leaders and the chaplain and everybody that I am scattering this church, scattering the youth and all of that, which I am not doing. Honestly, in those days, I know what it means for me to come out. Because when you look, when you, when you sit down, you, you thought the investment you have invested in this person. Kai! You know, such thing breaks the heart, isn't it? But look at Peter. Denying Jesus how many times? Eh? With swearing, with an oath. If I ever know who this man is, let thunder kill me tonight, not tomorrow. 
And it's not even before serious people, not before, before the Sanhedrin. Small girl. That girl was a small, small bit, mighty person that night. If Peter turned the other side, she will go that side and say, Yes, I want to tell all of you who this man is. He's one of the disciples. So anybody can catch him and let us also. Peter will say, Me? Could you imagine that Peter's offense did not end at that point? That when Jesus, when Jesus rose from the dead, he came to them and said, I have risen from the dead. Look at me. He even came the second and the third time for the sake of Thomas. Do you remember Thomas? The same Peter. He gave them all instruction. You people should wait for the promise of the Father before death and after death. The same Peter said, I go and fish him. He carried everybody, including Thomas, that doesn't know how to fish before. And all every other person. They followed him. That was the end of the ministry of Jesus. I hope you know that. That was the end of three and a half discipleship. Three and a half years of discipleship. He scattered everybody. He called him out of fishing and said, From now, henceforth, you will no longer catch me, uh, catch fish. You will catch me. He ended up fishing in the life of uh, Peter. But look at Peter. Not just going to fishing. He announced to everybody and the people followed him. You know, if he has not said, I go out fishing and went secretly. But he, he announced, and he knew that when he announced that they will follow him. So it's like a deliberate effort to end this thing. The man has to immediately, he didn't wait for them to finish fishing, that particular fishing. He has to immediately arrive. And when he was coming, he came with bread and fish. The first thing he asked them is, children, do you have any food? I sense people are hungry. And then, it's okay. Cast the net on the right side of the sea and you will catch. And they caught. When they brought it back to the land, he presented the, the bread and the fish he bought while he was coming. Because I don't know whether there is bread and fish in heaven. I don't think so. He must have bought it somewhere as a man. Don't ask me where you, get, you got the money. And the Bible says, when they have dined, he gave Peter respect. He didn't start rebooking him before everybody. He called him out. And in a quiet tone, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? So patient. So long. Such love should become our experience from today in the name of Jesus. What about the depth of God's love? The depth of God's love reaches to the lowest fallen son of Adam and to the deepest depravity of human hearts. <laughs> Listen. If your sins, if you think your sins are deep and your miseries, your sorrows are deep, they are shallow as compared with God's love. Eh? Let me put it this way. 
the abyss or the pits of degradation of any human soul has descended into. Beneath it, under it, are the everlasting arms. Eh? The love of God waiting for you. I don't think you understand that. You know, sometimes somebody will think that I have done the worst. Sometimes you think that, ah, even the devil will worsen it. You will say, you, you committed this sin the other time, God forgave you. You committed again, he forgave you. You are useless. You are, you are, you, you will not amount to anything in this your Christianity. You are, you are so bad. You better commit suicide. The depth of God's love is so deep that no matter how deep you think that you have committed a sin or your sorrow is as deep as it is under that your depth, your own depth you see the, the hands of love of God waiting to catch you if only you can fall into that hands so deep so deep even no matter what you think you have experienced as a sorrow hey, he disappointed me she disappointed me oh. there is a love waiting to catch you if you can fall into the depth of that love joy will be restored back to your heart so deep so deep is the love of God that the deepest depth somebody say I have killed I have I have committed abortion uncountable times I have I have committed fornication uncountable times I have all kinds of sin I am in that no matter how deep a sinner is the chairman of witches in the whole world that has risen to that height of becoming the chairman of witches in the whole world because of the amount of blood he has sucked eh? do you know that if that chairman will fall under the hand of God's love, just release himself the love of God will catch him up and he will become saved he will become a preacher like myself so deep that's why if you have this love you dare not exclude any sinner some of us when you see a lady that is seductively dressed you just say hell fire don't come near me do you know that some of them are dressing like that because they are looking for love without knowing that there is someone that loved them. Sometimes, do you know that what breaks such people is just God loves you. God loves you. Sister, God loves you. And you say, eh? Do you mean what you said now? That God loves the way I am? So deep. It's when you understand the depth of this love that sometimes when you look at people, when they misbehave, when they cheat you, 
Because sometimes some of us, some of us that doesn't like cheating people. When you people cheat you well, you know what I mean? Proper cheating. You will get so angry. Because you, you look at yourself, I can't do this to, to this to anybody. I can't lie against anybody. I can't blackmail anybody. I know myself. I give people their respect. Why with this person? So you see yourself, you exclude that person. Even the way we give people back seats in the fellowship. Eh? I don't know whether you saw the way Paul did his own in the Bible. He will say, hand him over to Satan, isn't it? He come back and say, please restore him back. Eh? Pray for him, restore him back so that Satan will not take advantage of us. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Finally, the height of God's love. You know, depth and height is the same distance. Eh? It's just that when you are measuring depth, you are measuring it in one end. When you are measuring height, you are measuring it in the other end. So when you want to define the depth of God's love, you will start measuring from the throne how the Son of Man left the throne and went down to the cross. The cross is the apex of the manifestation of divine love. We are a, a, the Son of Man became obedient to death. That's depth. Every kind of sin was finished at the cross. Ah, you don't understand what Jesus saw in the cup the Father gave him to drink. There is something inside that cup. Iniquity of all generations, both unborn and dead and alive and yet to be born. How God squeezed it together and put it in one cup. So dirty. And when the man looked at it, he said, Daddy, I agree with you that I will die, but I don't know that it's so dark like this. Can't this cup go away? And the man said, Sorry, you must drink it now. That's the death. Every sin was handled at that depth of the cross. Now, when we are talking about height, we are talking about from the cross to the throne. Back to the throne. It is the height of God's love that promises us sitting down. Can you imagine us? Hey, I don't know whether you have read Revelation chapter 3 verse 21 before. He said, he that overcometh Revelation 3.21 He that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Let God be true and let every man be liar. He that overcometh will sit with me in my throne. Ah, a sinful man I am saved from sin and then after saving me from sin 
He has showered all kinds of love towards my life and then granting me the opportunity in eternity, all through eternity, to do what? To sit with him in his throne. That is the height. The highest height of God's love is sitting down with the throne, with Christ on the throne. And you know, we are already enjoying the foretaste of that. Please check Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 quickly. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 said, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, somebody say great love, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Ah! Even when we were dead in sin, what did he do, please? Has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Verse 6. He did not only quicken us. What did he do? He raised us up together with Christ. And he did not raise up us together and kept us on the earth. What else did he do? He made us sit together. Somebody says sit together. In heavenly places we are. And why did he do that? Verse 7. So that in the ages to come. He might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Ah. And if you read chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, you will notice that this heavenly place is, is far above wherever principality, power, Satan, and all his uh, nomenclature level 999 and 100, 100, 100 can ever reach. The height of God's love saw me a sinner wallowing in sin. So deep in sin, he saved me. After saving me, he gave me his power, his grace, his wisdom. Everything to live. The Bible says his divine power has given to us everything we need to for life and for godliness. And then after living, he will make me to sit in his throne. Throne of God. Sitting down with God in his throne. Ah. And to, to make me to be sure of it, he did the spiritual one now. As a as a foretest, as a guarantee that the physical one will take place when the life will be over. So that spiritually, I am not preaching here. I am seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. What a love. What a love. I want to handle the final points now. How then do we experience this love? Remember that we have seen that for us to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of God's love, we must be rooted and grounded in love. In other words, we must experience divine love before we can understand the dimensions of divine love. How do we experience divine love? Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I wish I have time to read from verse 1 to 4. But let me read from verse 5. 
And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we are when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, paraventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Please, I want us, I want us to read a special verse 5 from a different version. Maybe we should shake um, NIV, Living Bible, and so on. Let me read NIV first. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. God's love. Has been poured out. Into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. Please pay a very serious attention here. Divine love cannot be experienced by logic. You know logic. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but shall have eternal life. Then you say, I am in the world. And because I'm in the world, God so loved me. And now I believe I'm going to experience God's love. No. You know, sometimes we say that a Christian father and a Christian mother are supposed to be God's expression of his love towards the children. A child should know how God loves by the way his father loves him. The same thing with his mother. That's normal. That's what it should be supposed to be. A wife should know how Christ loves as the husband is loving her. But listen. The love of God has a single source. For anybody that has experienced it, those that are going to experience more of it now, those that are experiencing it and those that will experience it in the future, it can only happen by the pouring, somebody say pouring, pouring of God's love into your heart by the Holy Spirit. The experience of God's love is not possible until the Holy Spirit pours it. It's not by 
you know, saying, I want to experience it. No. Is whether the Holy Spirit has come to pour it in your heart. I don't know whether you are following me at all. Eh? He said, hope does not make us ashamed. I don't have time to start explaining all of that. But you need to understand that it is the Holy Ghost that pours. If you are going to experience the love of God, the, the dimension, that love, it must be in your heart. You, that's why sometimes you say, eh, I, 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 I have forgiven this person. I, I know I have forgiven this person. But I find it difficult to forget what he did. He really broke my heart. Your heart has not been affected. When the Holy Ghost pours love, divine love into your heart, eh? that thing that the person did to you will be like nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. You know the problem we have? We think that we can get spiritual things by Mago Mago. No! If it has not happened, it has not happened. Divine love is poured by the Holy Ghost into our hearts. Our heart is the deepest part of us, is our spirit. It's not our mind. Love, divine love does not exist in the emotion of the souls. We have soulish emotions. I mean, what they call human love is the existing in the, in the soul level. The mind level. The emotion, soulish emotion. The love of, the, of God is first of all God. Ha! It's not. I don't know. You know the when they say that when you want to describe that a mighty rain has fallen. How do you describe describe it? A great downpour. Have you heard that word before? Downpour. A pouring. The Holy Ghost does not give you due of love of divine love when it comes. He, King James said, he sheds it abroad. He pours it. That's where our problem normally comes. We have not experienced this pouring. And that's where we are going to begin to pray tonight. Eh? This is the point of beginning to pray tonight. Because it's not something you will say, I have divine love. Say, I have divine love seven times. And you say it and jump up. After doing the exercise, you know, physical exercise profits little. After jumping up seven times and benefiting the little from the physical exercise, you will notice that you don't have divine love. Because it is not yet poured. Brothers and sisters, listen. I, the preacher, will not pour divine love in your heart by preaching. Are you hearing me? No matter how I preach here, it's not by preaching. Our keyboard is, no matter how he play keyboard, he cannot pour divine love into your heart. If anything enter your heart because of preaching or because of keyboard, or that, just know that that is, is, is not a divine love. 
is one kind feeling in the soul that is not love. For divine love to come to your heart is only one way. What is that one way? The pouring. The shedding abroad. By who? By the Holy Spirit. Now somebody say, but I have the Holy Spirit. Yes. Romans 8, 9 said, if anybody does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He doesn't belong to Christ. So why is it that I have the Holy Ghost and I'm not experiencing divine love or I'm not you know where we are going experience will lead to understanding understanding will lead to a greater experience a greater experience will lead to greater understanding until the fullness until the fullness there are two verses I, I just want you to see quickly two verses we have read one but we are going to read it again and then we begin to round up in this matter of Holy Ghost pouring love in your heart. The first one is Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. Are you there? Please look at that verse. And the Lord, I'm reading with King James, and the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. What is direct? Eh? Lead. Direct. What I'm seeing there is a positioning of hearts. For pouring. Are you following? If it is raining, do you notice that there are in a zinc where you have zinc and you have a water collector? Do you notice that at the point of collection, that's where you have water because the collector has you know collected all the water that are to, to come from the other side. Or, 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 and then at only one point. Are you getting it? Now, if you put your can under the uh, place where collector has covered, have passed, will you collect any water? Where are you supposed to position your collector, your gallon or whatever, to be able to receive the pouring of water? Where? On, at that point. That's why some of us, even though the Holy Ghost is in your heart, eh, pouring and ready to pour more, but the heart is the collector. Instead of the heart to be positioned at the, at the point of love of God to collect, the heart is positioned towards money. The heart is positioned towards other things. You see, there are some people, even though they are born again, speaking in tongues, 
their heart is directed towards marriage, towards sex, towards, you know, things of this world, towards material things. And the Lord directs your heart. Ah, I wish that your eyes will open to this particular single prayer point. Because that's where the problem is. We are not experiencing the love of God not because the Holy Ghost is not around. Not because the Holy Ghost is incapacitated in pouring it. But the heart wherein the Holy Ghost will pour the love is misdirected. Eh? Now, if there is air condition in this house you know air condition and this brother is sitting directly under the air condition you know that's the way you will sit that's the position you will sit you notice that the thing is coming on you more than others I hope you know what I'm talking about every other person will be feeling that there is air conditioning in this place but there is a, a particular person that is will be feeling it more. Who is that person? The person that is sitting directly. Somebody say directly. And the Lord directs your heart. The Lord position your heart to where the pouring is coming from. Several believers' hearts are positioned towards other things. One thing that will happen to you that will make you to begin to experience the love and understand it deeper in order to be filled with the fullness of God is that there is a direction of your heart and the Lord is even the one that does it. Serious prayer point tonight. Direct my heart away from other things and direct it into the love of God so that I can continuously and increasingly experience this outpouring of divine love. Ask me what else is the Holy Ghost doing in your heart if not to pour the love and to keep pouring it. I want to believe that it's not just a one-time thing. Is a continuous and and an increasing thing. The pouring began the day he entered, but is supposed to continue and increase with time. But many of us, the moment you say I give my life to Christ and all of that, your heart is moved away. Several hearts are directed towards fashion. The time they spent to, you know, ah, is so much. When you compare it with, with the time they spent in the love of God, the attention you give to other things. See, the truth is that if your heart is not directly or directed into the love of God, it's not directed. And you know it. Because you see your heart going towards things that you know it has been directed towards 
Check your dreams. Those things you pursue in, in dreams most times are the true picture of your life. If your heart has been directed into the love of God, you will see your heart loving God. And when you love God, you will like to be with God. David said in Psalm 27 verse 4, One thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold His glory and to inquire in His temple. A heart that is directed into the love of God. The last verse. Jude, verse 21. Jude, verse 21. If you read it from verse 20, it will say, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Then let's read verse 21 together. Keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life please listen on one hand you need to beseech the Lord to direct your heart into the love of God on the other hand you need to keep yourself in the love of God on one hand God will do something about it on the other hand you will do something about it it's a two way thing Everything that concerns us and God, there is a path God does. That is a path you do. You will need to pray and say, Oh God, I want to experience divine love more and more so that I will understand it more and more and experience it more and more until I, I begin to experience and express the fullness of God in my lifetime. That's prayer. But when you finish the prayer, you also need to come back to keep yourself. This one is not pray that God will keep you in the love of God. This one is what? You, Chijoke, keep yourself in the love of God. Don't move away. Remain in the love of God. Jesus said to the disciples in John 15, I think, verse, look at John 15, he said, if you abide in my love, if you remain in my love. John 15 verse 10. If you keep my... Okay, verse 9 said, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. Remain in my love. Keep yourself in my love. Keep yourself. Don't move out of my love. Abide in my love. Verse 10. How do you do that? If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. There are things that draw us away from the love of God. We treated love of self some time ago, you remember? Deliverance from self-love. That's one. The second one is the love of the world. 1 John 2 verse 15 to 16, 17 said, Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that are in the world, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, and the pride of life 
He said they are not from the Father. If any man, any man is any man, including you. If any man loves the world, the man is out of the Father's love. You are no longer keeping yourself in the love of God. Do you love the way the world, people of the world dress? Eh? You are shaking their fashion, the trending fashion on Facebook, on the internet. Because you love their fashion. You love their slangs. You love their way of marriage. Their way of courtship. You love their way. That's why you are copying them. The way of their proposal. We mentioned it in the last message. That's why you copied it. And you are copying it. You want to behave like the world. The love of God is not in you. If you love the world. To keep yourself in the love of God, you must hate the world. If any man loves the world, any man, including the preacher, the love of the Father is not in him. He said, The world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. No time to go into those things. But you see the things that are moving people. Say the world is passing away. What is fascinating and fashionable today in the next five years is no longer. And you are following them. You are not comfortable. You are not content with what you have. The world is driving you. Keep yourself in the love of God by ensuring that your heart doesn't go after the world. By ensuring that you, be, you don't begin to dress like the world. To show their nakedness. To show their wealth. To seduce. To attract. To intimidate. To show that they are somebody. Keep yourself in the love of God. By shunning the love of the world. Keep yourself in the love of God. By shunning the love of money. Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters at the same time. Eh? No man, say no man can serve two masters. Maybe angels can do that, but man, are you a man? Or you are one of the angels here? You can't serve two masters. Why? For you will love one and hate the other. Despise one and respect the other. He now concluded by saying, you cannot serve God and mammon, spirit behind money. Keep yourself in the love of God. Many has gone after money. Demas has loved this present world and has left for Thessalonica. Several has entered wealthy cities and countries because of money. They say they are going for mission. They say they are going for church planting. But it is comfort of life, good life, and all, whatever that is moving them. You see people, they say, I am praying that God will direct me. And where God will not direct you any other place. There is a, a love in your heart for mammon, for material things. Not the will of God. 
He said, the world is passing away. But he that doeth the will of the Father will abide forever. Keep yourself in the love of God. On one hand, you must pray tonight and say, God, direct my heart into the love of God. On the other hand, you must watch to ensure that as God is doing his own part, you are not... Oh, First John chapter 5. The last verse says, keep yourself, little children, from idols. First John chapter 5 verse 21 says, little children, the conclusion of all I have written to you is keep yourselves from idols. For you to keep yourself in the love of God, you must keep yourselves from idol. You know John is an apostle of love. He spoke so much about divine love. And he ended it up by saying, I have spoken to you so much about divine love. For you to remain in divine love, you must keep yourselves from other loves. From idols. God said to Abraham, take your only son that you loved. Eh? Your love for your only son is now competing with your love for me. Keep yourself from idol. Idol can be anybody. can be anything. Taking your time and attention more than God. Rise on your feet and cry out to heaven. Say to God, I plead with you tonight to direct my heart into the love of God. Malebo shandala. Bariba kula rabasirima kula rabasanda. Mahanda rabakula rabasunda rabashiri bakula rabasiri bokunda. Understanding divine love. It leads to experiencing divine love. And experiencing divine love will lead to understanding divine love. Understanding divine love will lead to experiencing divine love. Until I become an embodiment of the divine. Expressing the fullness of God in my physical body in my lifetime malebo shandara basaka kabundala bashandara basiri bakulara only the holy ghost can do this miracle in your heart the love of god has been poured out the love of god has been shed abroad malebo shandara bababakunde so high so deep so broad leri bashanda rabasanda malendele boshanda rabababakunda labasanda if you have the holy ghost already in your heart as a born again christian the reason why you are not experiencing divine love is because your heart is not directed to the flow. There is a flow. There is a pouring. There is a shower. Hashabi showers of blessing. We are not talking about dew. It's a shower. It's a flow. 
direct my heart. Oh God. Into the love of God. Let my heart. The receiver. The receiver is the heart. The source is the Holy Ghost. The receiver is the heart. Let the receiver be directed properly. That the sickness that is still transmitted will not be misdirected. Hey! I will express the fullness of God in my lifetime. As Jesus expressed the fullness of God in his lifetime. As Peter expressed the fullness of God in his lifetime. If Peter is not an angel, if Paul is not an angel, whose handkerchief can, can, can cast a demon out? Why will he why not express the fullness of God's power? The fullness of God's wisdom. The fullness of God's authority. The fullness of God's grace. In my lifetime. Let the level shandara basanda. Malandara basandara basanda. Let the level shandara basanda. Let the level shandara basanda. Mama 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 kunde level shanda. Rinda level shandara basanda. Mama 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 kunde level shanda. Rinda level shandara basanda. Let the level shara mama 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 kunde. Jesus. Jesus Direct my heart Into the love of God Direct my heart Into the love of God I must experience The fullness of God in my life My generation Must know the fullness of God I will not pass away like a moron. God expressing his fullness through me. God expressing his fullness through me. Oh, it must be the fullness of the divine. Only the Holy Ghost can do this. Only the Holy Ghost can do this. It's not about your background. It's not about the preacher or the preacher. It's about the Holy Ghost pouring, pouring the divine love. But my heart must be properly channeled. My heart must be directed. Direct my heart, oh God, into the love of God. Direct my heart, oh 
mighty love of God. Direct my heart. Direct my heart. Channel my heart. Position my heart. For the heart pouring of the Holy Ghost. For the heart pouring of, of divine love by the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Now, can you take the other part of the prayer? Keep yourself in the love of God. Can you say, Lord, I am I, from today. I am going to do my part in keeping myself in the, in the love of God. In keeping myself from idols. I do of confidence. I do of self-love and self-will and love of, love of the world. Can you say to the Lord, I uh, deliver my heart from the love of the world, loss of the eyes, loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, pride of life, trying to achieve things so that you can boast about them. Hey! My heart must be kept in the love of God. Keep yourself. Keep yourself from loving fashion. Keep yourself from loving money. Love of money is the root of all evil. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you want to experience the fullness of God in your time? Or you want to be one of those that are born again, but you don't, you, you are not sure of the, experiencing the height of God's love, sitting in His throne. Sitting down in His throne. I want to experience the dimension of God's love. I want to experience the love of God that will make me to sit down together with Him in the throne. The love of God that will deliver me from every depth of sorrow and depravity of, of, of the flesh. The love of God that includes every man, showing it to people, expressing God to people, expressing God. When you want to express God to people, what you are expressing is love. For God is love. God is love. Expressing love to people is expressing God. Including every man because the bread of God's love included and enclosed every man. The rejected, the downtrodden. Oh Jesus. Somebody sang a song and said, Jesus, you love me too much. You love me too much, yo. You love me too much, oh Jesus. Be too much, too much. Excess love, oh, is excess. Is excess. Excess love. Is excess Hey! Araba Shanda 
about love but one thing one thing one thing will make you not to be fruitful in all idols idols keep yourself from idols keep yourself from idols keep yourself from idols Leri bashanda rabasundo la bashan. Thank you, Jesus. The love that can love an enemy and pray for an enemy with a good heart. The love that can love an enemy and pray for an enemy with a good heart. The Lord that can love someone that haunted me and pray for him or her with a good heart. The Lord that can forgive and continue to forgive without 
stop him. What kind of Lord is this? Only the Holy Ghost can do this. Position my heart for this outpouring. Thank you, Father. Can you put your two hands on your heart as I pray for your heart? Heart, the heart is the organ of love. From the beginning of the world till now, God has been looking for your heart. He said, My son, give me your heart. Don't give it to a guy. Don't give it to a girl. Don't give it to money. Don't give it to fashion. Give me your heart. Says the Lord, my son, give me your heart. I pray for you today. May the Lord direct your heart into the love of God. Amen. May the Lord position your heart under the Holy Ghost. Under, directly under the Holy Ghost. May the Lord bring your heart, capture your heart, and position it directly under the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that he will be, as he begin to pour the love of God, it will be poured right into your heart. And with that experience, you will understand the dimensions of the love of God and grow in the experience until you begin to express the fullness of God in your lifetime. A fellow man, handkerchief from his body was casting demons out. That is what we call fullness of God. You will experience such in your lifetime. But your heart must not shift. Your heart must be kept in the love of God. Your heart must be Kalema Ramasubo Mahunda Lerima Kula Ramasiri Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's heart has shifted position now. Somebody's heart has shifted position now. Submitted under, directly under the Holy Ghost for a great and continuous outpouring of divine love. Keep yourself in the love of God and the Lord will bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Moment of Encounter tonight. As usual, it's brought to you by Calvary We Revival Lagos, Enugu, Nigeria. For your questions, testimonies, and comments, do well to send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com. That is at calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com. For further information on our programs and messages that will be of great blessing to you, visit our website www.calvarywayonline.org that is www.calvarywayonline.org and also like our Facebook and Telegram pages which is Calvary Revival Lagos 
Until we return same time next week on the same channel, endeavor to put into practice the word that you have heard today. May the Almighty God preserve and keep you in these evil days. Amen. God bless you and good night.